What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Yo Christian Podcast. I am Jared Montana. I am here with really? Codis. How's it going? Yeah, I am. What's up, oh, That's cool. Well, it's nice yeah. to meet you. I'm, I'm Codis. Um, nice. Oh, okay. Well, I already know. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so, Codis. Okay, well, Jared. anyways, if, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, we're going to continue our series on the book of Romans. We're in Romans chapter 12 for this episode. But before we get into that, Codis, question for you, okay? Send it. Would you rather swim in a pool full of Nutella or a pool full of maple syrup? See, now here's the thing. <laughs> so, Nutella, you know, it's nice. It's sometimes salty. I could make a lot of sandwiches, and it's not as sticky as syrup. And syrup, though, you know, I feel like it'd be easier to swim in. Nutella, I feel like I could just lay on top of it. I don't think I could swim. So it depends if I'm, like, wanting to go for a good old swim or if I'm kind of wanting to just kind of, like, Plop. Understandable. So, Understandable. But I think, you know, I really like Nutella and everything, but I'm going to go with syrup here. Well, let me ask you a question then. Oh, wait. Actually, you know what? Let me Google it. So my thought is because I, I had to like, – I was thinking syrup too. And then I was thinking because yeah. Nutella is really thick. You jump in, like you're just going to stick at the top, right? Um, but what is the density of syrup? And then what is the density of our bodies? Because if we swim in syrup and we are heavier than syrup, then we can't float. And if we can't float, float, then we can't swim. If we can't we swim. We all float down here. <laughs> okay. So the density um, of syrup is 1.15 uh, centimeters, centimeters cubed. Centimeters, hello. Um, so what is the... Oh. Welcome back to the Yolt Density podcast here. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so, <laughs> I uh, know. can I swim in syrup? So, okay. The human body has an overall density of 1.1 grams per milliliter. Oh, so it is a proven fact. So, in Mythbusters, season seven, episode eight, um, they, they basically tested this. And I looked it up and it says, you can swim just as fast in a pool of glue. Scientists have filled a swimming pool full of syrup mixture and proved it. Wait, so we can swim in syrup? Yeah. Huh. It's going to be sticky. It's crap. But somebody did it, and there's a picture. Interesting. There's a video of it. Mythbusters did it. It looks nasty, though. Wow. Okay, so I just Googled, can humans swim in syrup? And it says that uh, it's a question that has taxed generations of the finest minds in physics. Do humans, I don't think so. Right? But it says, <laughs> do humans swim slower in syrup than in water? And the answer is no. Scientists have filled a swimming pool with syrupy mixture and proved it. So... We can swim in syrup. Interesting. I would not have guessed that. Um, well, the more you know. Welcome back to the Old yeah. Christian Podcast. Uh, <laughs> wait, I'm going to click this Mythbusters thing. Um, Are we going to watch sorry, the whole episode here? Um, no, it's, it's only four <laughs> minutes, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast forward until like, I can see where... You just want to see the guy swimming in the syrup? Yeah. Ew! <laughs> that looks nasty. <laughs> what? Hey, the guy has to, he has places to be, man. He has to swim. It, it looks it looks like they got like a, a professional swimmer. Probably. <laughs> I don't think they just allow anyone to swim in syrup. It's a, like, it's a qualified job. <laughs> That's funny. You got a point. Um it, it kind of looks like thick milk, like what they did. Ugh. Anyways, going back to the topic at hand here romans chapter 12 and i'm sorry i'm slightly disgusted at this point um but yeah so would you rather swim in syrup you said syrup and frankly i would rather swim in syrup too 
Um, even though it looks disgusting, at least I'd be able to swim in it compared to uh, compared to yeah. Nutella. So, anyways, Romans chapter twelve. Um, just kind of recap about what it's about. So, Romans is a book written to the church in Rome at the time. Paul is the author. Um, I'm not going to go through all the details of all the past stuff, but I think that this chapter is single-handedly the most applicable chapter in the book of Romans. Um, now, keep in mind, Codus, I love chapter seven, eight, and nine. Like, I think yeah, I don't are... know. Romans seven was yeah. pretty applicable to me. Yeah, like I mean, I quote those on almost a daily basis. But oh, yeah. when it, I do when in it... a. I guess I can't talk about that, but I I do in the (laughs) thing we're doing. Okay, well, we can talk about – okay, so yeah, so so you'll – Can we talk about that now? uh, Kind of, not really inviting people quite yet because it's not quite ready for that. But um, So Yolt has partnered with uh, LPC Ministries, which stands for Living Proof Church Ministries. Um, And we are basically creating an online church. So – It'll be really neat, really cool here in the, really the next week or so. We're going to be, start inviting people. So if you're interested in joining our online meta church community, um, mm-hmm. just kind of reach out to us on Instagram. Let us know. And we'll send you the link. So, um, okay. So Paul, the author of Romans, starts out really strong here. Okay. He says we need to offer our bodies as a sacrifice to God. So without going any further, what do you think that means like right off the bat, Curtis? Well, to pick up our cross daily, pretty much. Okay, for sure, for sure. There's one way. Yeah, okay, but when we, I, this could be very easily misinterpreted. So when we look at the Old Testament, um, we know that uh, animals were offered as a sacrifice, and they were mm-hmm. literally killed. Does it mean to be martyred, do you think? Uh, no, I think you're right the first time. I'm just clarifying. Okay. Um, so, well, martyred would be, be included, but sometimes... <laughs> yeah. Like, for example, like we are called to offer our bodies as a sacrifice now, but that does not mean to die. Mm-hmm. No, what that means is um, that we offer ourselves and our daily wants, our daily comforts. Um, in fact, he, he goes in to explain it properly in the next few verses. I just kind of wanted to see where, uh, where your head was at. But I wanted to also clarify that when you read this, when somebody who reads the Old Testament, like say a, uh, say a Jew, right, because they don't believe in the New Testament. If a Jew were to read the Old Testament and then read that verse alone, they'd be like, Oh, well, your, your Bible tells you to kill yourself. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so it's just something that – so uh, a little side, side fact note. So I was uh, at the – I lead like a high school group every Sunday night, a little discipleship group. And last night at some point, the, they started talking about demonology. And so the youth pastor was actually there. So he was leading the, the group this week. And so I was just sitting in the corner, you know, listening, like biting my tongue and because yeah. uh, I just didn't want to speak over him. But – and, uh, and so they, they talked about tactics of the devil. And uh, so anyways, <clears throat> long story short, the devil knows scripture like the, the back of his hand. Like he oh, knows yeah. it really well. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I look at the back of my hand more often than I do the front. So that's why I said back of the hand. But anyways, um, <laughs> so I say that because he knows scripture through and through. So the devil can use the uh, scripture. He can use the Bible out of context to make you believe something that's contrary to what scripture mm-hmm. actually teaches. So I just want to Sounds you know, like some people I've hear I've heard. Oh yeah. So I and that actually so this chapter is uh super applicable to a lot of like conversations I've had on TikTok. So mm-hmm. um we'll get into that later, but I just want to let you know just because the Bible says something does not mean that the verse that you're reading is read in context properly and that it's being presented Facts. properly. So again, if the devil can misconstrue t- the the scripture to make you think something that's contrary to scripture, then people can too. So just want to let you know that. But anyway, so he says to offer your bodies as a sacrifice to God. He says this is true worship. 
So how, 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 how do we do that? He says, you, the way that you do this is by letting God transform you by changing the way that you think. So how do we offer our bodies as a sacrifice? We let go and let God. We let go of our minds. We let go of our wants. And we, we change the way that we think. We change the desires of our selfish hearts. And we uh, change our heart to then be God's will. We allow God to change our, the way that we think. He, we allow him to change our hearts. And we walk by the Spirit. And so why would we do that? We would do it because only then, as Paul says, will we know God's will for us. So how, if you want to know, like, God, what do you want me to do? Like, if you want to walk in faith, because we, we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight, right? Yeah. And so if you're trying to walk by faith, then you need to know God's will for your life. And so if you're walking by true faith, that's something that you need to know. Mm-hmm. And so if you need to know where to step, where to go, what to do, then you have to know God. And, of course, by walking in faith, you have to know what God's will for you is. So if you're trying to mm-hmm. do that, what do you need to do? You need to change the way that you think. You need to allow God to renew your mind. Um, anyways, just a side note, I think that the best way to renew your mind is not only by getting into the scriptures, but also memorizing Facts. scripture. Facts. Um, yeah. Like I'll be, I mean, yeah. I'll be like walking through the day and I'll just be like quoting scripture during my prayer. Like, Hey, you know, like, eh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like it's cool though. Expect like, it's so like just remembering scripture helps you out in so many things. Like say you're struggling with something yep. like say like for, for example, I was anxious about something the other day and I was like, Oh, you know, Matthew six twenty two mm. through 35 tells me this and stuff like, and it's just pretty cool. Like yes, sir. scripture can just help you get through the day. Yes, dude. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so there's depend like everybody, everybody's life is different. Like we all experience different things, but at the same token, we all experience relatively the same things. Like we all struggle with sin, but we experience sins in different ways. And some of them are, are more prevalent than others. And anyways, I say that because, when you memorize scripture, like for me, memorizing First Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, it's the definition of love, that mm-hmm. was super applicable to me um, because I can be going throughout my daily life and I'll remember that and be like, okay, this is how I should respond or I should respond mm-hmm. in love. Um, and then I also remember uh, things that are applicable to like uh, to solidify my faith. So I'll remember uh, memorize verses like John three sixteen, like Romans chapter 10, yep. verses 9 and 10. And I'll remember like First John chapter uh, 3 where it says um, – that if you hate somebody, it's like committing murder in your heart, and murderers don't inherit heaven. Um, and then Romans or First John chapter three also states um, that your actions show that you belong to the truth. So, like, there's a lot of different verses that are applicable to you. So it's up to you to find the verses that will help you the most, and then it's up to you to memorize them. Um, but anyways, so then Paul goes on to talk about, and again, this is Romans chapter twelve. He says um, to not be prideful, and he says evaluate yourselves honestly. And he says, measure yourself by your faith, the faith that God has given you. So what does that mean? <laughs> so when we evaluate ourselves, so, okay, so here's oh. the thing. It's really easy. Oh, you good? Sorry, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to plug this in, and I just tripped over my wire. Oh, I got you. So it's really easy to become prideful. And you look at the Pharisees. Oh, it's very like, easy. Yeah. And, and so, like, you look at the Pharisees, and they were prideful because of the knowledge that they had because mm-hmm. – they went to school basically in the temple to become a Pharisee. Um, they studied it and they used that to their quote unquote advantage. Uh, it ended up being their disadvantage, um, but they used that to what they thought was their advantage and they used it to okay. domineer over individuals. Righteous pride is a real thing and people need to understand that. Oh yeah. That's a, that's uh, a very tough pride there. Yeah. So, um, 
And I mean, completely honest, like, I mean, I, I fall to it as well. Like it, oh, yeah. I, if you say that it doesn't happen to you, then I mm-hmm. think that you're just, you're whack. You're lying to yourself. Um, but <laughs> hey, anyway, lying's a sin. So that's right. <laughs> um, so well, you need to evaluate ourselves honestly. So how do we evaluate ourselves? Well, he says to measure yourself by faith. So when we look at the, uh, the Gospels, like Codus, we talked about the book of Matthew, mm-hmm. Jesus constantly, he performed miracles based off the level of belief the individuals had. So you can go through every single, I'm pretty sure it was, it was literally every single instance where he performed a miracle. He said, because of your belief, I'll do this. And if it's not every single one, it's nine out of ten. Um, and so... It's always based off of belief. And then we look at the disciples and he says, uh, and specifically in Matthew chapter 17, when they couldn't cast out a demon, he says, you have little faith. He says, surely yeah. I tell you, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. And so then he goes on to tell him, them how to cast out the demons is through f- prayer and fasting. But um, it's all about faith. It's all about belief. So in order to evaluate ourselves, honestly, we need to measure ourselves by our faith. Now, if the faith of a mustard seed can move mountains, then realistically, I don't think anybody in the United States of America has faith the size of a helium atom. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, a helium atom is, like, definitely smaller than a mustard seed. But, like, my thought is and, – and so my wife and I talk about this all the time. Like, Because we, we, in Africa um, – okay, so let me just pause and rewind. So I've heard many a stories from people that I fully trust um, – who have gone to Africa and the people over there have faith so much greater than the people in America. They're like miracles happen all the time over there. Mm-hmm. And then in America, of course, miracles do happen still over here, but they are disguised yeah. as other things. But I think in America, we don't have near as much faith as we think that we do. Oh yeah. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. And so as a result of that, because we have a lack of faith, we don't see the miracles that God can do. Um, but anyways, so I say that because we need to measure ourselves by faith. So look at your life and how often do you rely on God's understanding rather than your own? Because that's the ultimate measure of faith. Codus, like go ahead and go Proverbs ahead and say three, it. five through six. Yeah. Love so it. how often are you walking by your own sight rather than God's? Because we are called to walk by faith, not by sight. Mm-hmm. And so if we're leaning on our own understanding rather than God's, then we are we have a small amount of faith. But if we are um, leaning on God's understanding. If we are having faith, that's what that ultimately means. We have a lot of faith if we walk by God's sight, not our own. So anyways, so then Paul goes on to say, he says, we each have a purpose in Christ's body. Um, So we probably talked about this in the podcast before, but if you are are saved, if you're a child of God, then you are a member of the church. And if you're a member of the church, then you are, uh, it's another word for that is Christ's body. So um, Mm. we each have a purpose in Christ's body. Uh, Corinthians, again, written by Paul, he talks, uh, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and chapter 14, he'll talk about uh, special gifts, and he goes on to talk about these here too. But he also, also there in Corinthians, he says that we are like parts of the body. So a finger has, a, this is just my uh, paraphrase, but a finger has a different function than the mouth, mm-hmm. and the mouth has a different function than the stomach. And so yeah. we are each a different aspect of the body, but all in all, we are all members of the body if we're children of God. And so that's basically what Paul is saying here. Um, he says we are each a part of the body, and he says that God has given us each different gifts. And so he says to use them well. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, or maybe it's chapter 14, it's one or the other, he lists out the different gifts. It's prophecy, discernment, uh, the very last one speaking in tongues, healing, and, and all those fun stuff. There's a bunch of different gifts. And in fact, here he mentions some more gifts on top of those. So uh, some of the ones that he mentions here is, is he says prophecy. But he says, here's the thing. He says, use your gifts well. Mm-hmm. 
So if you are given the gift of prophecy, that means speak with all faith given. If you're given the gift of serving, serve well. If you are a, a teacher, then teach well. If you are given the gift of encouragement, then be encouraging. If you are uh, good at giving, then give generously. If you're uh, a leader, then lead responsibly. So take responsibility and lead well. If your gift is kindness, then do it gladly. So what does that mean? Well, we're all given different gifts. So Codus, you're, you're a great long snapper. So what do you do? You use that to glorify God. Mm-hmm. I know you told us before in this podcast that you write verses on your tape. Yeah. And so um, people can see the tape. People could probably see that and ask you about it. Um, you also have, um, what am I thinking of? You're given the gift of advertisement. I'm going to say that. It's a weird, I'm just going to come up with that. But, right. because, but because you have that water bottle and you have all these Jesus loves you stickers, um, mm-hmm. you know, people see that on oh, a yeah, daily I'd be basis. rocking that thing. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, we all have the ability to receive that gift. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, if you're watching uh, on TikTok Live, you can see his, uh, his bottle of stickers. But I say that because we're all given different gifts. So some people are better at giving than others. Some people are better at showing mercy than others. Some people are better at being hospitable than others. So if you are good at those things, use it wisely and use it to glorify God's kingdom, to make a positive impact for God's kingdom. So I am not good at compassion. I'm really yeah. not. Like, <laughs> I'm, not I, I'm not either. Yeah. But my wife, she is. So whenever I, I'm lacking compassion, she's like, Jared, you got you to gotta be more compassionate. She's like, I know you, you don't have any feelings or, or whatever, but you, you got to be more <laughs> compassionate. And it's something that I've been praying about, which is, is kind of cool because, like, I don't get emotional, like, whatsoever. I just, I'm just mm. very mellow, mellow-headed. Um, but uh, I'll be watching, like, movies and stuff, and, like, I've caught myself, like, being able to, like, empathize more. Um, which is cool because I've never been able to empathize. And so, but because I've been praying about it, you know, it's super cool how God can yeah. do that. Um, it's cool how like God will also like when you pray for something, mm-hmm. he won't just give it to you. Like he'll let you work on it. Like yes. I've been praying for like patience. Like this was, like, this wasn't recently, but I was praying for patience. Oh yep. boy. He made me patient on a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me tell you, man, he, he, he makes you work for it, but yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think I heard this, I'm probably going to paraphrase a quote, but it says, when you pray for something like patience, God isn't going to just instill in you patience. Instead, he's going to give you the opportunity to learn how to be patient. Yeah. Like he's going to make you sit through traffic. Exactly. And so it's just something cool like that. So another example is like, I pray for wisdom all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, just because I think it's the, it's wise to do that, but also there's plenty of verses in Proverbs that tell us to, and, and other Mm -hmm. locations as well. But it says that if you ask for wisdom, then you will receive wisdom. And so I ask for it like almost on a daily basis and uh, not that I necessarily receive it all the time, but I will say um, you can ask a lot of people that like talk to me and they're like, dude, like you're pretty wise. And I was like, it's nothing I did. I tell you that yeah. because I'm an, I'm an absolute idiot. <laughs> um, but the Jordan thing is, right. <laughs> the, thing <laughs> about, the thing about wisdom though, is when you pray for wisdom, likewise with the patience mm-hmm. opportunity, God is going to give you the opportunity to have wisdom. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? It's kind of like a double whammy because when you pray for opportunities yeah. of wisdom, then what does that mean? That means he's going to put you in situations where you need wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so if you make the right decision, then it'll pay off. But if you don't make the right decision, then you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's, again, the opportunities. It's a Trials. Learning. I, yeah. like them. Uh, I think so, just a word of wisdom here is I think that it's wise to learn from other people's mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've always just tried to do that. But uh, when I'm given that opportunity of wisdom and I fail – at the very least, because I am wise, 
or I'm not going to say I'm wise, but because I am uh, more inclined to be learned. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, you get what I'm saying. I'm going to learn from my mistakes. And I think that's another mark of somebody who um, understands the value of wisdom. Um, I don't think I'll ever be wise, but I will say oh, that. Uh, I doubt that. You're already pretty wise. Uh, well, uh, I, I still hey, like. You teach me things every day, so. Well, it's again, that goes back to, <laughs> to God and not me. Because if yeah. it's me, then I'm just going to show you how to be an idiot. Because uh, I'm pretty good at Man, that. So. You gotta, you gotta pray for a self worth here. <laughs> oh, I know oh, my, yeah. I know, I, I know my value. Um, I also, I also. Know <laughs> it's the, pretty low to you. Well, no, I just know to to be humble. Um, <laughs> yeah. So even if like I even okay, so here's the thing: even if I don't believe, um, the, like I'm an idiot, which I honestly like, I obviously don't think I'm an idiot. Like I think I'm a relatively smart dude, mm-hmm. um, at least in certain aspects. But um, I'm going to tell myself. This is going to be my, the version of my thorn in my flesh, like Paul describes in Second uh, Corinthians chapter twelve. I'm going to uh, what deprivate myself. Is that a proper terminology? Deprivate? I'm go- I don't know that word. Uh, I'm going no, to discourage myself purposefully so that I don't mm. become prideful. Because yes. I, like I've told you before, like I, I struggle with pride. Like mm. and like, are we yeah. are we supposed to like embarrass like embarrass ourselves and humble ourselves? It says that somewhere. We're definitely supposed to humble ourselves. I, I feel like I, I feel like there's something where it about. says like I don't know. Google. I thought it was something like that where it, like it pretty much says to embarrass yourself so you can stay humble. I'm gonna something Google it. Like that. That, I, I vaguely remember what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe it was just a quote I heard, but yeah, uh, I'm looking at humble verses and um, anyways. There's a bunch of just everybody go ahead and do a word search on humility. Super cool stuff. But anyways, um, so that's what, like I've told you because I struggle with pride. I've mm. learned to discourage myself purposefully so that I don't. What, what's the word? Deprecate. Maybe that's what that person said. That's, Defecate. Uh, no, oh, that's, 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 that's not that word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's not yeah. the right word. Um, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> So it's funny because I thought that that's what the person commented at first. So I was like, I probably shouldn't read that. But anyways. Um, <laughs> well, but yeah, I, here I am. I'm going to just say it right? for you. <laughs> but yeah, so that's just a, a thorn in my side that I purposely allow to stay around. Um, isn't good for everybody because some people, if they discourage themselves and they'll become depressed. So don't do that. Um, it's not for everybody. But anyway, so going back to Romans 12, Paul then goes on to say, he says, truly love others. Don't just pretend. Oof. Dude, do you know how often I see people claiming to be loving, but they are the opposite? Do do you know how often I see people, specifically Christians, and this is just me going to rant about Christians for a second. Remember that rant episode that we did? Yeah, Um, don't get me started. Yeah, yeah, facts. Um, This is just kind of a part of it. Dude, I see so many Christians fake love. And we know, like, people know when it's fake love. Like when people say we, we made another episode about love the sin, or sorry, love the sin or hate the sin and how I don't like that saying. Um, why? Because people don't truly show love when they say that mm-hmm. um, 99% of the time. So that's why I don't like it. But anyways, so we need to truly love others. So what does that mean? We need to uh, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. Y'all, I, yeah, I say it like in every podcast, so I'm not going to continue to repeat it. But First Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 8. Um, that is how we truly love one another. It rejoices when truth wins out, but it does not rejoice in injustice. So anyways, don't pretend to love. Instead, he says, hate what is wrong. So we ought to hate what is wrong. And Judah says to hate the sin. It says, sorry, show Judah mercy. said a lot of things. 
Well, Jude, not Judas. Oh, this is Judas. I was like, man, it's the wrong things. Yeah. No, so in the book of Jude, it says to show mercy still to others, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. So what does that mean? That means, again, what he's saying here says, hate what is wrong, hate their sin. But he says, show mercy to still others. Show mercy to individuals while hating their sin. It's like, I don't know about, like, I don't understand how people, I, I, well, no, let me rephrase that. I understand how people can see that and feel and uh like people are casting judgment on them when people say that to them like so when christians hear a christian say to them uh love the sin or hate the sin i can i can Mm -hmm. understand how um they don't feel appreciated with that yeah Um, which is also another reason why i don't like that saying um but what i don't understand is how people don't understand how you can hate an action but not the individual yeah so like my wife uh, what's something I don't like? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, sleep on the couch tonight. Um, what's well, a good right. thing? It's a comfy couch. It is a comfy couch, but it's a good thing. I can't think of anything really quickly. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So I'm just going to make up something cause I can't think of anything legitimate. So let's just say like I make her mad, which I do all the time, which is just something I just think it's fun. But anyways, yeah. it's probably, it's wrong with me to do. Um, so let's just say she scrunches her nose or like bites her teeth whenever she gets mad, which I do bite my teeth whenever, um, I get mad. So, Okay, well, let's, let's, let's flip this around. So if I bite my teeth when I'm mad, um, but she can't stand it, right? Does she still – does she hate me because she can't stand – like because she hates that I bite my teeth when I get mad? No, she still loves me. She just doesn't like my action. Likewise, when somebody um, is living in sin, we just don't like their action, but we still love them. Mm-hmm. We, we show them patience. We show them kindness, all those fun stuff. So, like, anyways, just a little side rant. So we need to hate what is wrong, but he says to hold tightly to what is good. Codus, I underlined, or sorry, I underlined, I underlined hold tightly to what is good. What do you, what do you think about that? Uh, what's the word? Endure. Endure? Suffer Endure. patiently? Yep. Yeah. Stay, when, when the storm is blowing, stay, yeah. stay strong in the faith. Stay firm. Do not yeah. move. Stay in it. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh. When I underlined it, I knew that I should write to the side the thought that I had in the moment, which I didn't. But here's what I, I think I remember thinking. So hold tightly to what is good. Well, what is good? Well, one, God is God good. God is good. So yeah. we need to hold on to God. Um, because in this life, we do face, like, I forget where it's at. Is it Timothy or maybe it's Thessalonians where it says that all Christians, all who claim to be children of God will face persecution. Now, oh, pers- yeah. per- persecution is relative. Not everybody is going to be tortured or anything like that, mm-hmm. but everybody will face persecution to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, hold tightly to what is good. Hold tightly onto God. What is good? Your faith is good. Hold tightly onto your faith. Um, the, it says in context, hate what is wrong and hold tightly to what is good. So if we're supposed to hate what is wrong, then that means we need to hold tightly to what is good. And what is good um, the actions of the fruit of the spirit, as well as the things that Jesus did. So he came to serve and not be served. So that is what's good. He says, serve hate and not be served. I That's know, right. I know, I know. Yes. God, it's such a banger. <laughs> right. But if we hate what is wrong and we hold tightly to what is good, that means in times like today where uh, morality is subjective and it is not objective, which is incorrect. It's just a false ideology. Obje- uh, morality is objective. But anyways, when the things around us, are the things that are bad are becoming okay. When things that are bad become tolerable, we need to hold tightly to what is good. For example, when we look at marriage today, marriage mm-hmm. is supposed to be biblically, which the objective truth is between man and woman, right? Yeah. And so that is the objective truth. 
regardless of how people think, regardless of how progressive Christians or whoever might be listening to this is, it is completely biblical to have a man and woman be married. And that's, that's the biblical marriage. So we need to hold tightly to what is good because that is good. How God created things to be is good. Um, but when society is pressuring us to uh, move away from what is good, we need to hate what is wrong. Again, we don't hate the individual, but we do hate the action. We do hate what is wrong. And so anyways, hold tightly to what is good. Hold tightly to what is right. Hold tightly to what is perfect. Anyways, this is another little side rant. So then he goes on to say, Paul does, he says, don't be lazy. So he says, work hard to serve the Lord enthusiastically. So this is just something that I've, I've struggled with um, is, I mean, you ask like my family, my wife, like he is like the opposite of lazy. But in my own mind, I feel like I could do more. So in my mind, I'm lazy. This might just be another thorn in the flesh situation. But um, so when it says don't be lazy, I feel convicted because I'm like, I need to be using my time more valuably or mm-hmm. more appropriately. Yeah. Um, like anyways, so I guess that speaks for itself. So we need to work hard to serve the Lord enthusiastically. So why? Because Paul makes an effort to say enthusiastically. So why does, he, why, does he just, why does he add that word to it? He says, work hard to serve the Lord. Why did he have to add the word enthusiastically? Because it can be tough sometimes. So we got to make tough. sure we're always up, happy, and yeah. spiritual, I guess. Well, I mean, we think about it when we serve others. If we do it with a, uh, a hard heart, then it doesn't mean anything. But if we, if we give cheerfully, then it's truly giving. Um, like I, I think of the parable or uh, maybe it wasn't a parable, but it was the, the lady, um, I guess it was a parable, but Jesus was talking about it. And I forget where it's at. I don't, it might, may or may not have been in, in Matthew. Um, but there is a woman who has like just a couple of pennies to her name. And so all of these people that are rich are throwing in like tons and tons of money into the tithing plate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this lady who only has like two cents to her name, she gives the, all the entirety of it. She yeah, gives I the remember, two cents. Yeah. Um, and so this isn't a perfect example of what I'm trying to say, but in that parable, in that story, whichever one it is, um, Jesus is saying, look, don't you realize that she gave so much more because she gave all that she had? Whereas you individuals, you might have given more financially, but it wasn't in comparison all that you had. So she is showing trust. And this is just my paraphrase at this point, but she is showing, showing trust in God because she was willing to sacrifice it all. Whereas you individuals are only willing to sacrifice a percentage. So when it comes to serving, we need to serve enthusiastically. We need to serve wholeheartedly. We don't need to shy we away. Need to be so, all in. Exactly. What the Bible says, and this I know this is in Matthew, he says, if a man asks for your shirt, then give him your coat also. Yeah. So being all in, serving enthusiastically. Like, I don't know about you, but if, if I'm in a situation where a man asks for my shirt and um, I you give them, it. right, right. But if I give them my jacket as well, then I'm, I'm gonna be. That means I'm enthusiastically giving them my jacket because I'm like, like mm-hmm. hey, can I get your shirt? Oh yeah, bro, take my take my jacket too, please, please. You know what I mean? Take my hat, um, take my glasses, yeah, take it all. Take it. <laughs> um, so, give enthusiastically, serve enthusiastically. It says work hard to serve the Lord enthusiastically. So we need to be glad in our serving. Now, going back to the gifts that Paul was talking about just a few verses before, he says about kindness. He says to show your kindness, or when you show kindness, do it gladly. So there's a difference between doing things because we're supposed to and doing things because we want to. And so as a Christian, we're doing these things not because we're supposed to, because this is not a work-based salvation. No, this is a faith-based salvation. So we should do things, proper things, good things, good works, because we want to, not because we have to. Anyways, so then he goes on to say, he says, rejoice 
in confident hope. Codus, why do you think he, he adds the word confident? Why didn't he just say rejoice in hope? Um, that's, a, that's a good question. It is a good question. Um, he, he wants us to be confident. He wants us to not be kind of like, oh, but it could. Yeah. He wants us to know. He wants us to be confident all in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I haven't. I, I, I preached to the 120 or 130 middle schoolers last week, and I talked about hope for now. Um, and so it's mm-hmm. kind of cool because that relays perfectly to this. Um, so Christians, as children of God, we have hope because we know what's coming in the next life. So when you look mm-hmm. at Second uh, Corinthians chapter four, is it First Corinthians chapter four, Second Corinthians? It's either it's either First Second Corinthians chapter four and chapter five. But anyways, it talks about how if we're a child of God, we have hope in this life because we have, or we know what's to come in the next life. And so um, Romans says that the pain that you've been feeling can't compare to the joy that's coming. Um, is that Romans? Anyways, it's somewhere. So the, uh, joy, the, the pain yeah, that you've been feeling, Romans. okay. It can't compare to the joy that's coming. So what that means is that we as Christians, we have hope because we know that no matter what happens in this life, we, it can't compare to the joy that's coming. And so mm-hmm. when he says rejoice in confident hope is because we have confidence in God. If you're a child of God and you have a, uh, if you have faith, if you have even like even the smallest amount of faith, you at least you still have faith in the, the degree where you know that Jesus is real, that Jesus is God, that He died and resurrected to cleanse you from your sins. Because you have faith in that, you know that there is heaven and hell, and that you will be saved because of your belief. And so that's why it says confident is because rejoice in confident hope because there's there's hope, and then there's like confident hope. So like for mm-hmm. example. Um, let's just say, let's just say I am not able to pay my bills this month. Okay. And let's just say, I hope that I'll get a check. Okay. Just like a random check or something like that, that'll pay my bills. But a confident hope is knowing that I have a job, knowing that they're going to send me a check and knowing, even though I don't have that check yet, knowing that I'll get paid so that I can pay those bills. So there's a difference there between regular hope and confident hope. And as Christians, we are called to have that confident hope. Because we know what is to come after this life. So then Paul goes on to say um, to be patient in times of trouble. Patient in times of trouble. And he says, keep praying. So we're, we're called to pray without ceasing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I just think it's interesting how he says be patient in trouble. I don't mm-hmm. know about you, Codus, but... Um, I'm going to do the opposite of what Proverbs three chapters five through or chapters sorry Proverbs chapter three verses five through six say because I'm going to rely on my own understanding at that point, which is wrong to do by the way. So when I'm in a time of trouble, I'm gonna be like, okay, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to do. What I got to do. This is what I got to do. This is what I got to plan. You know, it's not going to be because again, it says be patient in times of trouble. Why and how can I be patient in times of trouble when I rely on my own understanding? This just goes back to walking by faith and not by sight and mm-hmm. leaning not on our own understanding and. <laughs> leaning on God's understanding because when we are patient in times of trouble, that shows the amount of faith that we have. Yeah. So going back to what he says just before this, he says rejoice in confident hope. Now he's saying patient in times of trouble. I'm noticing a trend, how it's all about faith, faith in God that he can provide that uh, going back to what you talked about in Matthew chapter six. Um, so anyways, and he says, keep on praying. Why? Because prayer is a two way communication. Believe it or That's- not, Believe it or not, God can speak to us just as often as we can speak to him. It's just a matter of uh, learning his voice. When Christians, they say, I just don't hear God's voice. Read your Bible more. Like, 
really true very yeah. true yeah and uh and like they're like oh well everybody always talks about you know god said this to them and god said that so i said well if god is speaking to them then i guarantee you what he's speaking yeah. is going to align with scripture yeah because i'm um in sorry english <laughs> i know god has spoken to me plenty of times in my bible like i'll just open up my bible and boom that's exactly what i needed like so many and it's just like ah nice yeah. you know <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, how did that get there? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> Progressive Conviction. Christian. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Wide out. All right. So then he goes on to say, he says, be, right, be eager to practice hospitality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eager to practice hospitality. You should be excited to help people because Jesus, we're called to be like Jesus. And mm-hmm. Jesus helped everyone. So we should be excited. We should be like, yay. I get to help people. Like, I'm excited to help people. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> Hospitality. I, I, right? And I said it already in this podcast, but Jesus came to serve and not be served. So mm-hmm. we need to imitate Jesus in that, that way. But when it says to be eager to practice hospitality, we eager go back. Beaver. We look. What now? Eager beaver. <laughs> eager beaver. <laughs> yep, there it is. Um, we. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm just going to. I'll say this and then uh, I'll end it with that. Not the entire podcast, but this thought. Um, <laughs> John chapter 14 says that they will know us by our love for one another. Mm-hmm. So when it says that we need to be eager to practice hospitality, is hospitality not physical evidence of love? Kindness, goodness, faithfulness. It's fruit of the spirit. Hospitality is. It's not a, it's not a direct um, quote of the fruit of the spirit, but it is a combination of the fruits mm-hmm. of the spirit. So anyways. So then he goes on to say, he says, help God's people. What good am I if I can't help a brother in Christ? If What good am I if I can't help a sister in Christ? Um, when we look at the book of Acts, what did they do? It's in, I think it's Acts chapter 2 specifically. Um, all of the members of the church, some 3,000 people, they sold everything that they had and they gave it to the church. And in the church, what they did was is they dispersed it evenly so that everybody was without need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people were, were without wants, but everybody was without need after, yeah. they, every, after everybody gave. So. Um, the purpose of that was so that they could help each other. And so likewise, we as Christians, we are called to help one another. Like you look at the Good Samaritan, like the Samaritan wasn't necessarily a Christian individual or a, a Jewish individual or anybody like that. They were a Samaritan. But yeah. um, Jesus used the parable of the Good Samaritan to show that we all ought to act like that Samaritan. So it's, it's interesting um, because of what's, what I'm about to say, um, because I've seen a lot of Christians try to justify hate, specifically on TikTok, um, not really in person. Um, so TikTok Christians are a different breed than, than real life Christians, just by the way, if y'all didn't know that. Um, I don't know why it is. I, I think it's a combination of youthfulness, pride, and uh, ignorance, I'm going to say. Um, so I'm going to go with those three. But anyways, so I've been seeing a lot of of uh, wrongful hate from the Christian community to both Christians and the non-Christian community. So like mm-hmm. I can understand why people on TikTok look at Christians and are like, why would I want to be a part of that faith? Yeah. Like I understand that wholeheartedly. Like if I didn't have my own faith, if I was looking at majority of Christians on TikTok, I'd be like, heck no. Nah. And that's not how it's supposed to be because again, in John chapter 14, it says that they will know us by our love for one another. If you aren't being loving to others, then how are they supposed to know God? Because God, they know God through our love. 
Mm Because we're supposed to show the love that God has shown us. We're supposed to show the mercy that God has shown us. We're supposed to show the forgiveness that God has shown us. Mm -hmm. So I say that because what I'm about to say, or rather what Paul said in Romans 12 that I'm about to cover, I think can really help those people that are showing hate um, on TikTok. So he goes on to say, he says, um, to match emotions this is my my paraphrase here um not necessarily okay so let me just clarify so when i say match emotions paul says he says be happy with people who are happy then he says to weep with those who weep so when i say to match emotions what i'm really meaning is that paul is saying to be compassionate and this is like i already said in this podcast something i struggle with i struggle with being compassionate um but in reality but that that's a result my my lack of compassion is a result of my flesh my lack of compassion is a direct result of my pride. So if I am truly loving, if I love properly, then I'm going to be compassionate. I'm going mm-hmm. to show compassion. Um, so I guess that's also why memorizing 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8 kind of helped yeah. me because I'm able to think in situations like, okay, well, if I do that, then I'll be able to respond yeah. properly. And if I respond properly based in love, then it'll also be compassionate. So, um, then he goes on to say, he says, live in harmony with one another. This, uh, so like, remember how I said that this would kind of apply to those, those TikTok oh, Christians? Oh, died. That's right. Oh, okay. All right. Um, for TikTok. The, oh, okay. Um, got it. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if you're listening on TikTok, Codis's phone died. But um, so he says to live in harmony with one another. Then he goes on to say, he says, enjoy the company of all. And he says, do not think that you know it all. Mm-hmm. The, another, hint at, another hint at pride there. Yeah. So then he says, goes on to say, okay, okay, well, let me pause before I say this next thing. I was talking to a guy the other day, and we were talking about homosexuality. And I was saying, look, mm-hmm. I know that it's a sin, and we um, obviously we don't approve or like a condoned sin. But that doesn't mean to hate an individual. And this, this Christian supposedly was saying that we need to hate them. And so Mm -hmm. I was throwing scripture at him on all these things, but uh, he was saying that it's good to hate. And anyways, so I want to, yeah. And so I want to answer with this. So he, he even, then he moved from homosexuality to pedophilia. um, And then he said that like, he would like, if he had the opportunity, he would quote unquote enact justice on people for God. And I said, whoa, 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 bro. What? Yeah, yeah, no, for real. And I said, we do not condemn individuals for their actions. That is God's job. Literally, yeah. what Jesus told, yeah, what Jesus has told us to do is to love one another. He has he never told us to enact justice on one another. Yeah. But anyways, and so, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, for, for strong sure. feelings. But here's the thing. There, I've seen a few people like that. That was just one conversation, but really? like, based off, yeah, no, like, like on, like you can go through if you had the time to go through all of our videos, and you'll see like a few comments like that. <clears throat> I don't and, even look at the comments anymore. Yeah, real. yeah. Um, it's 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 kind of whack. But anyways, so this next verse, Paul says, "Never repay evil with evil." Facts. That is facts right there. Two wrongs don't make a right, people. And well, so, two negatives make a positive in math. But this isn't math. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, but that is mathematics. <laughs> so, but. No. So realistically, though, two wrongs don't make a right. No, two wrongs make a, a, a wrong soup. <laughs> um, a it just, wrong soup. A wrong soup. Make that a t-shirt. Wrong soup. <laughs> yeah, there um, it is. Yeah. So, but no, 
he says, never repay evil with evil. So when somebody does something evil, what do we do? We're supposed to show them love, not yes. show them wrath. I don't know if, if you've ever noticed this, Codus, but the Bible never says <clears throat> for Christians to show wrath. It only says that God will show his wrath in his timing. And majority mm-hmm. of that will be um, at the end of the, the earth and at judgment day. Because That's... he is holy. He is good and he is just. And so he can't yeah. live in harmony with evil. They just, they just don't exist. <laughs> yes, the perfect dating website. So if, <laughs> if you are wanting to date somebody, go to eHarmony.com today. Have just kidding. This is, this is not an ad. Um, no, 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 no. I've never actually opened eHarmony. I use Tinder. All right, so anyway, I notice I used a D at hey, the end. And you I found, said used Tinder. You found your wife there. I did, I did, I did. So, so there's diamonds fact. in the rough. Yeah. Diamonds oh. in the rough. I just realized my, my TikTok headphones fell in my pocket down there. Anyways, I wonder how long that was like that. But people oh. are still watching, so I guess they're able to hear. Anyways. Hype up. Yeah, so uh, anyways, he says never repay evil with evil. He says live in peace with everyone. Mm-hmm. So keep in mind that this entire time, again, Paul is writing to the church in Rome. And so all the people that he's writing to and telling us how to live, it is and how mm-hmm. to act amongst one another. He's telling people who claim to be Christian. But in this verse, he says, live in peace with everyone. Yes. So if, if, Codis, if I'm showing my wrath to somebody based off of their actions, is that peaceful? No. No, no, no. No. Get out of here. Yeah. No. And I, I've been, this is like something that I've been like expressing a lot recently is that um, Christianity, when properly practiced or when practiced perfectly, it shows the fruits of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, forgiveness, um, did I forget one? And self-control. Yes. Anyways, so when it's practiced properly, it does those things. It, it shows those things. And all of those things in all cultures of the world is considered good. Mm-hmm. So what is something that is not a fruit of the Spirit? Pride. Uh, well, basically Fact. any and all things evil. And so if everybody in the world followed the fruits of the spirit that I just listed, all those good, those, those good qualities, then we would be living in harmony. It would be a perfect uh, scenario of love. And that's what heaven's going to be, is perfect love throughout everywhere, everybody. So mm-hmm. anyways, um, live in peace with everyone. Um, and then he goes on to say, he says, never take revenge. Yes, that's a big one. And that's yeah. what I need to struggle with. And then... He says, leave that to the righteous anger of God. That's something I convicted myself of there. I highlighted in pink so I can see it easier in my Bible. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I feel like like these microphones being next to each other aren't good. Anyways, but he says, leave that to the righteous anger of God. Mm -hmm. So going back to these TikTok Christians that are trying to enact the justice of God, even though they are not supposed to. Yeah. like just read the like Romans chapter twelve, like please. <laughs> um, never take revenge. Instead, leave that to the righteous anger of God, because not all sin is immediately punished. Not all sin has an immediate consequence, but all sin does have a consequence if it goes uncleansed. Yes. And so the only way to be cleansed of your sin is to believe that Jesus died and resurrected on that cross, and that He cleansed you of your sins because He did. If you choose to believe. Yeah. And that's what's so crazy about like Christianity is like literally all you have to do is believe. Yeah. It, I, and I truly believe. I love that. I just love God, dude. Like yeah. I swear he's, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Like, he really doesn't ask much. Like all he really wants is just like attention and, and <laughs> acknowledgement. And I love that. 
Sorry, I was taking a drink. So <laughs> that was a you, big gulp. I heard that. It was. I, uh, I as soon as I got like a little bit of taste of Gatorade, I was like, "Oh, I want more." <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, Gatorade's but, good. What kind of Gatorade? Uh, I forget the name of. it. It's like the light blue. I don't like the dark blue. Oh, uh, glacier, not glacier yes. freeze. Yeah, no, you're right. Glacier okay. freeze, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I get the powder. <laughs> oh, sorry. Ooh. Oh, jeez. God bless. You. I just knocked something over. Yeah, you just sneeze hardcore. Uh, dude, um, my it's even bad today. I don't know what it is. Interesting. Um, dude, there is there is one week where I was literally sneezing like every like thirty seconds. Literally, like not really, not, not constantly, but literally, I would sneeze like fifty times a day. And I was like, Jeez. I was like, babe, why am I sneezing so much? And then literally the week after, I stopped sneezing so much because it lasted for like a week. Um, the, That's a the, long time. Yeah, it was. It was ridiculous. I that I uh, I looked at the symptoms of COVID, the Delta variant. And, like, one of the symptoms was, like, constant sneezing. I was like, oh. <laughs> Still making them up is what I should say. Right. Um, facts. So, anyways, he yeah, says, live in peace with everyone. Right. No, which we can make a political podcast if we wanted to. But, oh, yeah. We'll um, go off. Then he says, never take revenge. Leave that to righteous anger of God, which I don't think we need to make political just because well, politics next, are dividing. Well, podcast technically but, is a little political. Oh, that's fine. Okay, anyways. Um, so talk so, about that. But anyway. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the next podcast. But he says, leave the, that to the righteous anger of God. And he says, in fact, bless your enemies. Yes. Yeah, I Ooh. love that. Like, like it talks about it in Proverbs too, actually. But we're supposed to, like, pray for our enemies. Like, mm-hmm. when they do bad, give them a coat. When they're cold, when your enemies are cold, give them a yeah. coat to be warm. When your enemies are hungry, give them food. Because, like, sooner enough, if you're, if, they're, if, if you're being nice to the people that are being mean, it's going to mm-hmm. make them, like, feel like, oh, like, I can't believe I did that. Like, it's going to kind of, like, convict him a little bit. It's going to be uh, – how does it say? It says burning uh, heaps of coal or something. Like, it's going to yeah. make them, like, be like, oh, man, now no, I kind of right. feel bad. And that's in Proverbs, and Paul actually quotes that, what you just referenced. I love it. Here. Um, and he says – I'm going to read it. So he says, dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, uh, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they yes. are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing mm-hmm. good. And that's how the chapter ends. Nice. I sent you a thing on TikTok. By the way. Okay. Um, oh. A guest request? No, it's an invite. It's my oh, okay. Um, so, so. Oh. Let me fix it. Oh, there, we go. Yeah. there we go. Okay. So let me clarify with this. So. When it says that you're going to uh, heap burning coals of shame on their heads, when somebody does you wrong and you show them love in return, they'll feel like, like they'll feel a certain way. They'll feel like a little, mm-hmm. like a little shameful of that. Right. And so that's why it yeah. says you'll basically heap burning coals of shame on their heads. But I want to focus on the last line here. He says, don't let evil conquer you. So don't let yes. the things of this world conquer you. Don't let the bad things of this world conquer you. He says, Facts. but conquer evil by doing good. Mm-hmm. So, to all these TikTok Christians that are claiming to that they should show hate, um, which is wrong, by the way, just for people that are just now listening to the, the TikTok live, um, conquer evil by doing good. So, how should we respond to evil? Well, with love. According, with love, exactly. According to this entire chapter of Romans chapter 12, to, it says to, uh, that two wrongs don't make right. Don't repay evil with evil. Mm-hmm. So we need to show love. It says to, to uh, show peace to everybody, be kind to everybody. So anyways, so he says conquer evil by doing good. So what does doing good entail? Well, we talked before in this podcast that good is faith. We also talked about how uh, good is like what Jesus did, serving and not being served. 
We also talked about how, uh, like you said, Codis, good is love. So just remember that. At the very least, remember that showing good. So conquer evil by doing good. Conquer evil by showing love. That's what we do. So, uh, Codis, any last thoughts? No, I don't think I have any for this one. All right. Well, uh, I'll kind of wrap it up. So um, before I do that, though, if you're listening, I just want to let you know God loves you. Um, I want you to also know that we're about to start the – what am I thinking of? Uh, The – I talked about about LPC Ministries. We're about to start basically the online church um, with LPC Ministries. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, reach out to us on Instagram, DM us. We'll send you the link. Um, but also, I want you to know that if you've listened to this, this chapter, if you listen to this podcast, and you feel convicted, that's good. It's good that you yes. feel convicted. Because I, I, if, you, if you read this and you don't feel convicted in some way, form, or fashion, then I would argue that your heart not, it's, it's not right. So – um, go read this chapter for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I always want to recommend that you do the the studying, that you read the Bible for yourself. Don't just take yes. anybody's word for it. I don't care who you're listening to. You can be listening to me. You can be listening to um, who's somebody. Billy Graham. That, yeah, you can be listening to Billy Graham. You can be listening to uh, somebody that's controversial right now, Stephen Furtick. I don't care who you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Good such or a bad rap. Yeah, good or bad. I want you to verify the information that they speak. I want you to check with everything they say with the Bible. I want you to check everything I say with the Bible. So go read this chapter for yourself. But if mm-hmm. you've heard this, if you've heard our paraphrase of this chapter and you realize that you really don't show the qualifications of love, you really need to work on love. And you, in fact, if you've heard this and you've learned that since you don't show love, you think that you might not be saved because you don't exemplify the fruits of the spirit. Then Codus has a prayer for you. Yes, I do. So repeat after me. It's a pretty simple prayer. Uh, so just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me and come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now, please help me to live the rest of this life for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, everybody, thank you all for listening. And I just want to let you know, Godspeed.